0: To Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station travel show. Whenever it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, that means we get to chat with the Fire Monkey. That means it's travel writer Debbie Stone's uh, segment here on Big Blend Radio. And today she's joining us to talk about her adventures on the Long Beach Peninsula in Washington State. Her story is up on nationalparktraveling.com and will also be in the upcoming issue of Parks and Travel Magazine. So welcome back, Fire Monkey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, doing good, doing good. I'm excited about this conversation because, you know, you covered Astoria. Well, you've done a lot in Oregon and Washington State. Um, We know how much you love it there, and and you've also lived there. But last year, you covered Astoria, and then Nancy and I went right near there. We were in Il Waco, El Waco, El Waco. Everybody's got a different way of saying it, but we were right there, and we did go to Astoria, and we were able to say, oh, Debbie was here, Debbie was there. And um, now I'm going, oh, my gosh, you're writing about all the places that I walked a dog, a really cool dog called Amber, and even did some of the Discovery Trail. And um, we did go to Long Beach itself, but it's amazing now to you did some of the things we didn't get a chance to do, like the museums and stuff like that. So I'm, like, super excited to hear what, you know, you experienced. So um, this is fun. Have you been to that area before or? Because it, you've kind of, like, pieced the whole coastline together, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I have been to parts of it. I have been to Long Beach for the Kite Festival uh, several years ago. Um, so I had, had been to the Long Beach area, and um, I had uh, done a little bit of, uh, I think, one of the museums. But I had not, like, gone from kind of south to north. I had not gone the full length of this wonderful swath of land that, uh, you know, I think people... I think people will, would absolutely adore, uh, especially if they're in the area, to be able to go uh, on this peninsula because it really is—it's a very special, I think, almost magical area. And there's so much to offer here, from the history to, you know, if you're a lighthouse person who loves lighthouses and who doesn't, you know, beaches and views and you know, forests and. Uh, anything, and then of course wonderful seafood, uh, which you know that I love, uh, very dearly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so I think it's got something for everyone. Um, so I, I encourage people if you're in the Seattle area, it's a couple hours from Seattle, uh, a couple hours from Portland if you're in Portland, Oregon. Um, so you can access it at very, at, at various junctures. And, you know, if you want to just stay on the southern area of it and, uh, stick to, you know, that area, or if you want to go all the way up. It's not like it's that long of a drive at all.
0: Mm, no, it's not. And it's beautiful. I mean, get, yes. getting there and leaving Sunny. there, it's beautiful. The whole area. I mean, the, the, it is it, just awesome to go to. It, it's just so scenic. And what gets me is the, the change, how the weather changes like constantly. Ah, yes. And yes. it's, it's, yeah. you know, sometimes it's mystical. Sometimes it's magical. Sometimes it's like drama. And at the same, and then it's, when it's sunny, then it's like, Ooh, let's play, you know, but yeah, it feels, yeah. um, I feel like you step back in time, but you're still in the present moment there. You know, it's just a weird thing on that, but also the landscape, the nature, the biodiversity to me, because you can go to wetlands and marshes and then wait, you're going to go to the right. beach and then there's sandy right. beaches, but then there's beaches with like the big rugged drama Yes, and wind. Yes.
1: Yes, yes. Lots of wind. Lots of wind. And, then, you know, in fact, I said, you know, uh, it doesn't even matter what season or what weather you're in. Um, to me, you know, I happen to be there in winter. And that to me is, is, a, is a pretty special time because you do, you can get some incredible storms. You get a very wild and rugged ingredient in there. Um and so, you know, I, I, I tell people not to shy away from visiting this area, whatever season, whatever, because something, something is special every season there as well, you know. But I think, you know, if you're a history buff, you just will absolutely adore it because there's just so, so much Lewis and Clark history there, you know, and, uh, Cape Disappointment, which is uh, incredibly, this this uh, state park is is a very popular and favorite state park for the state of Washington. But it's, you know, it has the lighthouses and has, you know, trails. It has uh, the wonderful, wonderful Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center, which I really yeah. uh, I want to put a plug in for that because, you know, if you want to know about their incredible, arduous 18-month, 3,700-mile trek from St. Louis, you know, which ended at Cape Disappointment in 1805, then this is the place, definitely this is the place to go and, and be there and actually say to yourself, this is what they were looking at when they found it and saw it, you know, for the first time.
0: And then it was that area where they ended up being there for that whole winter. Weren't they there for almost a year? At one point I it was like
1: a they, l- long time. They had to yeah, they had to winter there. They had to go there mm-hmm. for the winter, you know. And uh but, you know, it's just wonderful and the uh, two lighthouses are uh accessible. One you take uh on a trail from the interpretive center, the other you can drive up the parking lot and then just take a, a, a very short stroll and um see that one. And uh, you know, the views are incredible. And I'm I'm a very I'm a romantic when it comes to lighthouses. I just know, I love them so much. I think they're very, very picturesque and, you know, photo friendly and just, you know, have all this, this history and magical mm-hmm. aspect to it.
0: And there were women lighthouse keepers. I've been yes. threatening to do a show on that for years. I think we should just do a lighthouse show one day because it's just so, oh,
1: yes, yes. Uh, don't start me. Yes. And I
0: almost started a Facebook group on lighthouses. Like that's how it's, it's, it's a sickness. I have
1: it. Well, it's it's incredible, and you know, it's a North Head Lighthouse, which is the other lighthouse uh, uh, in Cape Disappointment. You can you know stay in this old uh, century-old lighthouse keepers' quarters. They've made it into you know vacation rentals, basically, which give you a sense of what it's like to be there. And it is one of the windiest spots in the country. So it's. Kind of cool you know to be yeah. in there and you know kind of it got a fire going and you know you hear these winds and, and it's like you, you imagine you're you imagine what it is if you were a lighthouse keeper
0: there but I, you know. I love that you talk about the wind this way because i mean it, it of course you're from chicago so you understand wind. <laughs> but but there's you know we used to live in port elizabeth south africa which is the windy city too and but right. the wind has this other magic thing going on there's some energy that goes with it and when you're in the when you're up in the pacific northwest and where we were uh, at long beach and, and long beach itself isn't it the the what is it the longest beach or, what was that it, anyway the, it, is. I, it was so windy people are out flying their kites oh yeah and i, I love, love to go to places where you see where you go Oh, I don't want to get out of the wind or the cold. And you see the locals <laughs> out there flying their kites and going looking at you, like, you have not embraced our region yet. but right. the seagulls will sit on your car and yeah. and <laughs> while you're there if you if you don't get out. but but the wind is um it's it's something to to embrace. and when when you were talking about like, you know, the the actual people in the lighthouses, but I felt when that whole coastline that we did, like all the way up, all the way up Oregon, North 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 uh Crescent City in uh, Northern California, all the way up Trinidad, all of that. You see all this maritime history. And it, it just brings you home like to the history of World War II, because we kind of forget that and nuclear war history as well. And the maritime history, and you and then all of those statues and um of the woman like looking out, uh, you know, it's like an angel hoping that her husband comes home, her brother or father yeah. coming home yeah. kind of thing like with a little light always keeping the light on for the sailors. And when you hear that, if you're there on a sunny day and it's perfect, you don't have that feeling like when you're there and it's misty and gloomy and it's windy, then you start to feel like what those sailors did out on those ships. That's what to me is so important about the wind is to feel what it's like to be the sailor, whether you were, you know, in a war history or, uh, you know, in war or, you know, in the watching position, like the lighthouses are far, you know, for, but the fishermen, I mean, it's not an easy life fishing out there. It's not at all.
1: And, you you know, people don't understand um, that, you know, these lighthouses were created because this is, a really treacherous body of water. They call it the graveyard of the Pacific because of the number of shipwrecks that uh, have occurred there. You know, you're talking about an area where you know the Pacific is meeting the the Columbia River kind of thing, and it is a it is a a tough uh, place. And anybody who has done any amount of uh, you know whether sailing or in boats in that area can can tell you that. But that is the reason why they built a second lighthouse is because of the fact that they just had so many shipwrecks there. And so, you know, you really get to feel for yourself if it is one of those days, you really get to feel for yourself and realize the lighthouse, how, how necessary and, and significant it was uh, at, at that time. And that it, it still is, it, you know, of course, they don't have keepers there now, but everything is automated, but it's still, they are still in operation.
0: Mm. That's amazing, though, to go there and to have that. And you went to the um, Columbia Pacific Heritage Museum that we really wanted to go. Too.
1: Oh, that, that's in Ilhuaco, and which is this, this really charming, small little community. It's a working port. Um, mm. And they have this, this, this award-winning museum, the Columbia Pacific Heritage Museum, which really uh, talks about a couple of different things. One is the Chinook, Chinook people uh, who uh, you know, were there first. Uh, and then it talks about the various industries of the area, the, the cranberry, the fishing, the logging industries. There was a railroad that once went through there. Um, and so, you know, I found, I was surprised. You know, I'm always surprised when you go to these small communities and then you find this, these gems of museums that are there that are just so well done. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. And you didn't expect this to be in a small little town.
0: Mm-hmm. No, and there's a garden. There's a um indigenous people's garden around the corner from it. Yeah, that we went to, and I oh, thought that yeah. was pretty interesting. And then because I mean, we were pet sitting while we were there. And so our timing wasn't always working. We were right by the fire station, by the way, which we were told that the fire station actually caught on fire one year. And so they had oh. to evacuate themselves from their own fire oh, station. God. Oh, my God, <laughs> I know, but we had a great wow. view when we were there. I mean, I got to see firemen all day long. It was fantastic, I just say. <laughs> but we'd walk up and down the, the port, and, and that was so interesting about being on a working port. There are people on their boats visiting, and not as much as, probably as like, it would be in the summer. Yeah. But it was really interesting because I think we walked by that hotel every morning that you stayed at. The helm, Is, that, is are we in the same it's- place?
1: Yeah, at the helm was where we made our home base, and it is such a cool place. Uh, I really have to put a plug in there. It's just an awesome place. It used to be an old bank, and the woman who uh, took it on uh, wow. had a had a vision of, of a very cool kind of, you know, laid-back luxury type of place that's right on, you know, the harbor front. Um, a lot of, you know, repurposed wood, a lot of open, you know, lots of air, open air, a lot of light. Uh, There's a very cool, the Waterline Pub is there that they have. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a great place. And it's a a really nice place to just kind of um, set your base for, because like I said, everything is very, very reachable in in driving on the peninsula. But it was a wonderful place to come back to because it's very, It's Waco is a very peaceful community. It was lovely, just lovely. Well, when, when
0: you went there, you you were talking about that you get um, they'll give you beer or wine when you check in. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was I so glad. cool I, I to, to to see inside. I was like all excited because we kept, you know, we we're walking a dog outside. There, I'm like, I want in there. I want to see because you know it. Yeah, it, it's so you want to know. Um, so it was really cool to see because the room seemed so um like well done, like they they yes. let you have spaciousness and not overdone. You know the way they designed yeah. them. Um, yeah. But then I was reading like, okay, so they give you a beer or a glass of wine when you check in bathrobes, you got premium linens, and you've got a view of the harbor, which is to me the the thing, you know, oh, yeah. and then yeah. you've, all these bathrooms and, and you've got a 50 inch flat screen TV. I mean, wow, a zero water filtering system. What is that? Like, What <laughs> what am I missing here in life? And oh, wait, I, snacks.
1: You got snacks. Oh, yeah, the snacks. I mean, I've I've really never been into a hotel room where you're not like you're going to be, you know, dinged if you touch a a snack that's, you know, that's cost something. Here they have these companies. Here's your $3,000, you know, mini bar
0: bill.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. And so they have this lovely snack basket, which was great. I mean, it was just and not only that, then, the, you know, every morning they deliver a hot breakfast to you. So, you know, it was mm. like, wow, they come in with a tray of food. You sit, it, sit down at the little table. We looked out at the harbor and, you know, it was just it was everything about it was just wonderful. I mean, It was truly a, a, a wonderful place, a wonderful experience, friendly people and uh, a good location, I, I think, in my opinion. But
0: you know what's interesting is you talk about cranberries and that was something that blew my mind because we went to a wildlife refuge out there and it is among the cranberries and we really wanted to see elk because I know there's elk there. I saw elk near Astoria and I got all excited, but they're like, I couldn't stop and you know, all of that, but
1: because we weren't in a
0: park area, but I really wanted to see elk, but this wildlife refuge goes in all these different areas. I mean, we, we trawled yeah. around all over. And it's, there's one, this one part, they had an art walk in a wildlife refuge with giant feathers representing different endangered species of birds. Ooh. And it was this art walk with salmon. So they had like salmon cuttings on trees. And it just was this cute little way to understand the area. It was on the way to Oysterville.
1: Yeah well there's on one there the Wallapa Bay um the, yeah.
0: there's
1: a there's a nature area there's a couple of different nature areas we walked in one that was uh actually kind of at the tip almost at the top of the the uh, peninsula and walked in in one of those and there was like we saw one person the entire time we were walking through there and mm-hmm. uh you know it's just it's just you know if you like those old growth forests if you like you know these Bluffs and and you know dunes and all that kind of stuff. It's a, these place. This place has just got really got it all. And then it, you know to top it off, in one of the communities in Seaview, there's like these Victorian homes that are uh, you know dotting the mm. streets. And you know it used to be a summer retreat for for wealthy uh, Portlanders, uh, people living in Portland. And uh, you know so you, you know it's kind of like you're like oh my gosh these this is you know this is this flash to the past. And then. Oysterville, as you know, is also another uh, historic uh, community, and uh, it, you know, to me, it's just it's, it's very charming. They have these National Register of Historic Places. These houses. There's an old church. There's a, a one-room schoolhouse, and you can you know stroll through this little area and look at the houses, which have information. You know, they'll tell you what the what name of the house is, but they're they're all dating back to you know 1800s, and they've been really beautifully restored but you'll feel like i I wrote about that you'll feel like you're on this movie black back lot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when you're walking through there so i I loved it i that was one of my favorite places
0: oysterville i felt like we're in a movie set quite frankly Uh i I really did and and then the courthouse i don't know if you saw the courthouse it was magic i mean because we document courthouses it's a whole other thing but and when we were there and there was like there was law and order drama of how they got it because there was thievery and all kinds of things that happened. Um, I can't tell the whole story because I don't have all those notes in front of me, but the courthouse is like a big deal why they had to put it there because somebody tried to burn one down or something. There was like a there was drama. Like and and that's how it ended up being there. And it also goes back to even the war of eighteen twelve. It really impacted this whole region. We've got World War yeah. II, uh, 1812 because you're so close to the border of Canada, too. And, of course, you're, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. So it was really interesting to me see, to see that. But you have got to, have been, I mean, there's so much to see. The world's largest uh, frying pan and the razor clam. Did well, you Long put Be- money yeah. in the ra- Did you do that? The, the razor clam shell put the, the money in there? Yes.
1: And, 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 yes. and Long, you know, Long Beach is just, you know, like you were talking about the Discovery Trail. Well, you, you know, it goes around along... Side of the boardwalk, which is a, a major uh, area for people to stroll, uh, you know, where you get the views of the water and the dunes. And But the Discovery Trail goes around it, on the side of it, underneath it kind of thing. And that is the area, that boardwalk and that whole area is the area where the Kite Festival happens every August. So it is like the place to be if you're interested in this incredible I, I found it amazing. It's an international kite festival. So they, they get people from all over the place. And mm. there is a, a kite museum in Long Beach as well. You can go uh, in there, the World Kite Museum, and learn all everything you wanted to know about kites and more, you know. And, you know, back to the to the whole Oysterville. Um, I'm not an oyster eater, but I know people yeah. that are, and they're... Uh, you can go to, um you know, the sea farms there in Oysterville. It's a wonderful place where you can go inside this little building and get, uh, you know, your fresh clams, your fresh oysters, your shooters, you know, shrimp cocktails. And, you know, you can sit out there and look at the bay. And it's, uh you know, it's wonderful. So there is, you know, even though Oysterville is not doing everything that it used to do, you know, because it was such a, a big industry there, there is, you know, this Oysterville Sea Farms that are keeping things going, you know, they're, they're continuing, continuing that uh, industry and that trend. This is,
0: you know, to me, I know Nancy and I don't eat seafood, but you had to have had some good food from your article. on it. <laughs> you may not eat oysters, but I, I mean, I, that's the one thing, like sometimes Nancy and I are in places and we're like, where's Debbie to come and eat the food that, <laughs> you know, people need to talk about so I'm really glad we we can balance each other out we did a lot of picnics because we ended up just um you know out in nature but right there, like when we were in Oysterville there was this taco shop that had lines and a coffee mm-hmm. shop it was right by the giant oyster yes. Um, yes yes and I could I'm like seriously lines people yeah. this was and it wasn't anything fancy let me tell you it was just like this is you know I I couldn't you know people and people knew to get there at a specific time I don't know what was going on but they knew and um, but I think a lot of people fish and you know do their own thing there's a lot of all the parks pretty much have a fishing thing a clamming thing that all this stuff that we don't understand but for you tell me about the food did you enjoy this whole other side that we didn't get to oh yeah
1: I mean to me it's just it's like a a feast for me. It's, it's incredible. Um, One of my favorite restaurants was uh, Mycovio's, which um, is, is, is just an amazing place. I, I think, and, and uh, this is an ocean park, which is another little small community on the way to uh, uh, Oysterville. And uh, uh, Chef Paul, who is the owner, he's from the Netherlands, but you know it's an mm. open kitchen. You can watch him do his magic, and uh, very small, tiny, little, intimate place with incredible food. Um, and so I, you know, I absolutely adored that place. I also loved. The salt pub which is in alaco which had amazing salmon fish and chips and amazing clam chowder and uh you know i, t- I mentioned the waterline pub and you know so I mean, everywhere you go you can get great fresh fish you know shrimp and steamer clams ever, anything anything and, you want you know? and
0: long beach itself the town you just walk down the yep. main
1: street Oh, there's like there's the just,
0: saltwater taffy places yes and burgers.
1: everything yeah it's yeah it, doesn't
0: it remind you of like the iconic your your beach yeah. town yeah for the summer it's, like what you, it, that's why i said it, it feels like you're in a movie set there like is this right. real it's so cute and perfect and the hotel it's we stayed much, in you know, i it, wish i could remember it, the it, name i'm feel bad it was like they the, this company is going around and new, like doing these remodels of old motels and they yeah. did an amazing job like what you're saying about the snack basket I'm going to have to research and see if they're all the same people we went in, there was water there was everything we needed, everyone was nice there was bike rental, like oh, if you need a bike, go cycle, you, here you know, it was just, I couldn't believe like they changed my mind about some of the, you know the hotels right. and stuff that just you wouldn't think that level of service still existed and it did and made me feel good to have well, I nice think that, service you know and,
1: yeah it's, it's those, to me yeah to me it's 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 just like you said it's a very um idyllic place you know it, it has all that uh beachy coastal stuff that you know you've got along with uh some really nice art galleries and crafts and uh, you yeah. know, and then of course, nature, you know, but it's, it's fun, you know, you, you have the restaurants and the fudge and all, you know, all those kind of fun things. And they've got these, you know, pieces of big art, like the, this huge frying pan which they say is the world's biggest but it really is not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, it's, it's uh, there's one yeah, in the yeah. midwest
0: that is but oh that's but then but then but you think about it it's like doesn't it kind of make you feel like a kid again i think that's what it oh, is oh
1: absolutely absolutely yeah. because you know it brings back memories you know of coastal towns and when you were a kid and all the fun things you like do you do want to do go, the the yes, go you you know, to the arcade yes you know or you want to go you you know you want to do bumper cars or you want to go into you know get your fudge get your you know your like you said saltwater taffy and then go get your kitschy souvenir you know what I
0: mean I know <laughs> it's it's totally but that's it and the hotels are set up that way and it was just so cool to be in an independent hotel that was just so cool they're like here they even like had a broom in the hotel like in your room to sweep off your sand because you you're coming in with <laughs> oh, sand that's
1: perfect. That's perfect. I mean, who does that?
0: You know what I mean? It was like, I, I've got to go yeah. look them up. I feel bad. But, um, uh, you know, it's but then Lewis and Clark, that's the other thing. There's sculptures and public art everywhere yeah. in this region, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And really paying homage to Lewis and Clark, which I just when I got there, I had to pinch myself because I have a thing about Lewis and Clark. And, you know, and then when you think about here we are, we're all cozy. We've got rain jackets. We got jackets. We got You know, whatever we need in travel, right? And you think about them way back when spending winter there. Like, come on. I know it's better than if they were in Montana or something in winter. But still, that's, you know, what they went through back in those days where it it just, ah, my hat's off to them. it's,
1: It's amazing. So, you know, when you're visiting this particular area of the country, you know, and uh, you know, you you really it it comes to life. The whole history comes to life there. And uh, you know, I, I I urge people if they have not been to this special corner of the country that it is it is truly magical.
0: Oh, and people's garages! If you see giant garages, it's because they have boats in there. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's so different. You you'll drive by yeah. and like, Why do they, is that another yeah. house attached? No, it's a boat <laughs> garage. Yeah, I definitely. That too. Definitely. I learned that. Yeah. It's so different. Before you go, I know you're going to Hawaii this year, but you went to Waikiki Beach in Washington
1: State. <laughs> yeah, Waikiki Beach, which is pretty funny. I mean, imagine naming that beach in, uh, you know, Long Beach Peninsula in Washington. But, you know, it's named there because supposedly uh, some, uh, i I don't remember who it was, but somebody, you know, kind of died there, I guess. A soldier's body washed up there, and he was from Hawaii. And so they called it uh, Waikiki Beach. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, a great little spot. It's tucked between cliffs. That's surfers like it. It's, you know, sunbathers like it. It's got a protective cove. But, you know, if you're there when it's during a storm, as we're talking about, or when these tides, they call the king tides, which are exceptionally large, you'll love the epic waves there it's it's pretty special so uh yeah it's kind of everyone gets a kick out of it they're like are you going to waikiki beach and you know it's like if you don't know you're like what are they talking about i'm in uh, washington <laughs>
0: that's funny that's funny Ah, uh, well debbie i'm always good to have you on the show you can keep up with the fire monkeys adventures on blend radio and just don't type in fire monkey but uh, type in <laughs> Debbie Stone. Uh, same thing on nationalparktraveling.com. Just type in Long Beach Peninsula or Debbie Stone, uh, Washington. You'll see her all of our articles. Uh, you've been all you've been busy. We've got so much more coming up with Debbie, and uh, we're looking forward to next time next month. What do you What do you think you're going to be talking about next month? Are we allowed to say or no? Oh, let me give everyone the websites. Visit Long dot com and at The Helm dot com. Check that out for planning your your visit up there to Long Beach. You, I'm serious, people, you've got to go. You got to do it. I mean, I love that you went in winter, and so did I, Nancy and I, um, because that's not normally the popular season, but it is. Just sometimes go on these off seasons because it's just more laid back, not as many, you know, tourists. And I, you know what I mean. And I just really encourage that. But go if you want to go in the summer. Go, but honestly. These off-shoulder seasons, it's also better for seeing wildlife and and stuff like that, too. So I'm just glad you went in the winter, too, and and appreciated it like we did.
1: Absolutely. And also, just to tell people, you know, sometimes in the wintertime when there isn't uh, that much going on, you know, sometimes you can get better deals on the hotels and accommodations, you know, than, than you can in the the heart of summer when everybody, you know, and their families are going. So that, you know, that is an incentive for some people is, you know, Hey, you know, I can get this hotel at at a really decent rate because I'm here in January kind of thing. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, where's next?
1: Uh, Like you mentioned, I will be out in California in the L.A. area for a little bit, but then I am going to the big island of Hawaii. So uh, I will be in the Hilo area and Kona area and Hawaii National Park. And uh, I will be going to uh, Mauna Kea up to the observatory. And uh, yeah, so lots, 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 lots to uh, lots to share.
0: Awesome. We're excited for you. Excited to have you come back on. And everyone, again, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Debbie is here every fourth Tuesday. Thanks so much, Fire Monkey.
1: Thank you.